Are you on the toilet? When am I not on the toilet? You sound echoey to me right now. Interesting. We've got to get you a soundproof something something yeah a rug we need to get you a rug a soundproof apartment i mean yeah alternatively oh just egg crate the whole space yep i think that would work i mean how many eggs do you guys eat <sighs> is there a, is there such a thing as too many yes ask a doctor how you don't happen to know how many that is do you one okay um we eat 400 percent too many eggs Okay, each? Yes, but that's spaced out over a week, so... Okay, isn't that a uh, Beauty and the Beast Gaston thing? That when he was a lad, he ate four dozen eggs? I believe so. I Yes, that would be... Yep, yeah, he ate... He would be dead. He would be dead. He would have... He would be very obese if that was... If that was true. He would not be as fit. He would immediately have explosive diarrhea and then just die. Though, to be to be fair... In olden times, the way to get fit was just eating a lot of raw eggs. If if all the Rocky movies have taught me anything about fitness, and to be honest, they've taught me everything about fitness, it's that... Right, stairs. How fit you are... Old man yelling at you. ...is dependent on how many raw eggs you can eat. That makes sense, actually, because I can eat zero, and I'm not in shape. Yeah, I mean, the the, the ratio correlates. There's no way that this math doesn't hold up. This is 100% fact. So how many, what is the maximum for like fitness? Because he only eats like two in the movie. I think he eats two, maybe three in the morning and then goes for a jog. But I don't think the jog really helps anything. I think it's more the eggs. If I'm honest with you, I'm pretty sure it's the eggs and the jog is just, uh, just extra. It's just really unnecessary. That man is going to get salmonella. Maybe that's how he stays fit, because what happens is he gets salmonella, (laughs) and then he just has just horrible diarrhea uh, all the time. Yeah. Makes him faster. Yeah. (laughs) Makes him slicker. (laughs) Chris. We're off to a great start in 2020, aren't we? (laughs) We're really just... It's It's been so long. It has been so long. It's been... Too long. Not long enough? How was your Christmas and New Year's? It was good. It was very good. I'm actually talking to you. I'm wondering if maybe I sound echoey because I'm talking to you not on the normal headphones that I use, but on my new Raycon earbuds that I got for Christmas. Oh my God. Wait, did we get a sponsor? We did not get a sponsor. Okay. We did not. (laughs) I'm, I'm just encouraging you to get these. These are actually great. I actually really love them. I have thought about getting those. They're really good. I got the, um, there's three kinds. There's like the cheapest, the middle price, and then the most expensive. I got the middle kind and they're, I really, really like them. I'm really happy with them. Well, keep us updated if they, uh, hold up or if they wear down or whatever. Yeah. I haven't gotten a chance to use them a whole lot. Cause I, we, I got them for Christmas and then we immediately the next day got on a plane and visited my in-laws for a week. So I wasn't really afforded an opportunity to just sit alone and listen. Are you kidding? You weren't afforded an opportunity. You were visiting your in-laws. Pop those babies in there. Oh, no, no, no. The want was there. The need to use the headphones were in there. The opportunity was not there. I disagree. Yeah, that's true. I could have really popped them on and just put a hat on and you would have never known the difference. Well, if they're like, hey, what's that thing sticking out of your ears? Just say a goiter. I'm deaf. I'm I'm deaf now. 
if you didn't know. I wasn't, and they're like, were you always deaf? And I was like, no, but I'm deaf now, so. How did you hear me ask that question? What? <laughs> I, well, I heard, because of the, because of the earbuds, because of the hearing aid that's in my ear. What? Oh. I can't. The, the battery just died. I can't. My, did I, I've never told this story to, I know I've never told it on air because I don't think I've ever told it to anyone. My grandfather used to have a hearing aid before he died. And then, I mean, he probably still has one. He probably was married. That's not the point. Anyway, my grandfather used to have a hearing aid and the battery would supposedly constantly be dead. And we were pretty sure he just was shutting it off so he didn't have to listen to my grandmother. Oh, That was the rumor around the family table was that he would just pretend that the battery was just dead. So he could just not have to listen to my grandmother. <laughs> I thought it was, I was like, that's, that's the key to a successful marriage. Was she ever not like, well, let's get a backup battery? No, no. She's old school like that. She just goes with whatever, whatever her husband says. <laughs> she probably doesn't like talking to him either. So <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. yeah bad she just kind of droned on. Bat- anyways, battery's like, been matter. dead for yeah. 20 years. What are you going to do? You can't get those anymore. They yep. don't make them. Yep. <laughs> They're called AA, but I don't know. They're not, you can't find them. They're triple A's, which I think means I have to go to triple A to get them. And that's all the way, it's uh-huh. all the way across town. I can't, I don't have time. Let me tell you the highlight of my Christmas. Yes, please do. Melinda and I had to go to her parents for Christmas day early in the morning. So we were like, well, why don't we just open our presents for each other? Like at midnight Christmas Eve, like the night of Christmas Eve. Uh, But that then meant that we had to wrap them (laughs) at like 11 o'clock at night, Christmas Eve, and then immediately... Just so you could give them to each other an hour later? Yes. That's amazing. So I, you know, scurry away into the office, my recording studio, where I've been hiding her presence, and... Scurry away. That's usually how you exit a room, Just, just for the general listener, so they know. That's... Scurrying away isn't anything special for Andrew. That's how he exits all rooms. With my tail between my legs. Yep. I got, like, food in my teeth. I'm trying to get it out, and I'm worried... I'm worried it's coming out on the mic. I mean, it is now. It's not... It wasn't before, but it is now. God damn it. All right. Don't interrupt me, Chris. What I'm on kind a roll. Of, wait, no, hold on. What kind of food? Let's let's focus on what, what the listeners are really interested in. What kind of food is stuck in your teeth? Probably what I last had, which was a cheeseburger, tater tots, and a warm pretzel. So you're still on that diet? <laughs> all of those things are in between my teeth right now. There's a piece of all of them. Yep. I take them with me wherever I go. That's what intermittent fasting is, I think. You just store... I was going to say, I am on intermittent fasting. Did I talk about that on the... I know you are. On the... Well, I... Uh, you Not on the mic. You told me you were doing it. Well, I stopped after Comic-Con because I was doing it so I could fit into that stupid Mr. Miracle costume, and then I just started eating as much as I could. That's right. Now, I, yes. I was like, you did tell me you were doing this. I couldn't remember when. It was to fit into spandex. Yeah. And then once you no longer had to wear spandex, you were like... Fuck this. But I'm, I'm doing it again as of like one week ago. And it's great. Like, Is there more spandex you have to fit into? Is that why? Oh, I got the thing that was in my teeth out and it wasn't food. It was one of my beard hairs. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, hey, real quick. By the way, speaking of beard hairs, the other this is also not a sponsor, but I was going to recommend this to you because you have a beard. The other Christmas gift I got was Sarah got me a whole beard grooming kit from... I think it's called the Detroit Beard Company, something like that. The, oh, it was. Um, what is what all is there? There is 
two different kinds of beard oil. Mm-hmm. Detroit, uh, sorry, the Detroit Grooming Company is what it's called. Um, there's two kinds of different kinds of beard oil. By the way, before you continue, I almost wrote that. I was almost like, oh, I need to write that down. And then I was like, I have it recorded. <laughs> um, uh, two different kinds of beard oil, a beard balm, and um, no, I'm sorry, not a beard balm, a beard, a beard butter, and a, a beard face wash as well. Uh, but they smell great. I think the butter is a balm. It is a type of balm. It's a little softer than a balm. So Melinda got me a beard grooming kit with all of those things. Really? Yes. Really? Who's it from? It's a company called Krampus. Really? Yeah, I've never heard of it before, but it's very nice. It smells great. The oil, or maybe it's the balm. It might be the balm. Smells a lot like peppermint, which is lovely. Okay. But uh, the oil that I was using... It's the smaller of the oils, but it's it's leather. It smells like leather. Oh, wow. That's good. It's really good. I really like it. I'd love a sandalwood smell. That's one of my favorites. I'd like to find one like that. Oh, did you not get the sandalwood? I did. From the Outlander? I did. Okay. But that's not like an oil, you know what I mean? Like a grooming no. beard thing. No, no, no. Not quite. It's close, though. It actually is close. All right. So we have gone off on many tangents while I've been trying to tell this story. So I'm just going to finish it. Excellent. Please do. I'm wrapping these presents... And uh, first of all, we have to go back to the other tangent. I, so intermittent fasting is great because you're supposed to just... Eat, the way it works is you only you only eat in an eight-hour period. And so what you're basically supposed to do is eat two meals a day. But I continue to eat three meals a day. <laughs> so I will eat, like, breakfast at seven in the morning, go to work, have lunch at noon, and then have dinner at, like, 3.30. That's... <laughs> I, well, and then I hate myself until the next morning. Let's see, seven. Oh, I guess that is eight hours, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, man, I've got this down to a science. It's, yeah, it really sounds like you really worked this out to work the best possible way for you. I eat dinner when I'm not hungry. I'm still full from lunch and I just continue to eat. That sounds like your normal eating habits before intermittent fasting. Exactly. It feels like it sounds like every meal I've ever had with you. The difference now is that I have a cutoff time. All right, now going back to Christmas. So I'm wrapping these presents in the office, and I'm it's 11 o'clock at night, and I've wrapped most of Melinda's presents. I got three different boxes, three different packages on one order from GameStop, and I've gone through two of them already. And I open up the last one, which should be $10 worth of Magic the Gathering booster card, like two booster sets of cards for Magic the Gathering, which Melinda plays. So I open the box, expecting to see two booster packs, and what do I see? Four PS4 games, the new Spider-Man game, the new Star Wars Fallen Order, God of War, GTA V, and a brand new PS4 controller. And I'm like, oh no, our boxes must have gotten switched. So I text Melinda, because these are all games that I've told her that I really, really want to play. I've never played them. And so I text her and I'm like, hey, did you get me anything from GameStop? And she texted back, I don't think I did, actually. And I look in the box again, I pull out the packing slip, and on the packing slip it says, two Magic the Gathering booster packs. That's incredible. (laughs) I know. I was like, Merry Christmas to me. (laughs) So wait, did you just not get Mel those booster packs then? Is she just out a gift? Yeah, why would I? 
I got all these games. Yeah, I got everything I wanted, so I'm satisfied. <laughs> I th- that's what Christmas is about. I get you what you wanted so that you get me what I want. But I got what I wanted, so tough <laughs> shit. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, well. The mother of your child, you son of a bitch. I've got I've got a couple other things, a couple other uh, house cl- house cleaning. Is that what that's called? It's been so long since we've done this. I don't remember what that's called. House cleaning? Is that what it's called? Uh, sure. Let's call it that. All right, great. So we did not get the Super Patreon grant. <laughs> get the fuck out. I know. I'm I know. pretty sure you would have told me. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear from you, I was like, we probably didn't get that. Well, they announced it very recently. It was supposed to be announced on the 15th. And I checked on the 15th and they were like, we've gotten so many submissions that we have to push this back to the 30th. And I was like, oh, that means we didn't get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, that means all of your submissions were good enough. Well, no, I thought I was like, if there were 10 submissions, because it wasn't advertised very well. And like, right. The only way I knew about it, like Patreon didn't tell me. The only reason I knew about it was because Jack Conti's YouTube channel, which I follow, mentioned it. So I was like, it might be very small amount of people, but they were like, so many people entered. <laughs> And I was like, oh, there's going to be people better than us. And there were. That probably just means 11 people. Maybe, yeah. Or two. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. That's true. It could have been just two of us. And literally just one other person was better than us. Which has, it's not beyond the realm of possibility. If you've met us, I could tell you very easily there could be another person that's better than us. Okay, two more things. One, I started a new project. I don't know if you've seen it. I, I posted about it on uh, Facebook, I think, on my personal thing. Is it your your new Patreon? Yeah, my singing thing. Yes, I want you to. I want you to plug this. I wanted to make sure that you got a chance to plug this. All right, great. So, well, here's. I'm gonna do the opposite. Actually, I'm going to anti-plug it. What? <laughs> you have a weird. This is a very weird marketing campaign that you're that you're. Hear going me with. out. Hear me out. So I just started a new project. Melinda challenged me to make, uh, to record and upload videos of songs uh, once a week, every week for 2020. If I succeed, then she's going to, we were planning on getting a dog eventually down the road. And I've always really wanted a Corgi and she always turns it down. But now she's decided when we get a dog, if I can do this, if I can successfully pull this off, our dog can be a Corgi. It's got a whole history. Did you see the video at all? Uh, I didn't. I saw that it was up and I I watched a part of it. And then I think I saw it while I was in Michigan. And I was like, wow. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. Okay. So uh, I'll tell all the other people, including you, uh, all these people who aren't my friends, um, (laughs) that there's a history to this. That I started doing this a while ago and I got maybe three months in and I was doing really well. And then my mom passed away. And this is where the violin starts to play and everybody weeps. And like, I had to stop everything. And then I tried to catch up, but like, I was like 30 songs behind. And like, I just stopped. I put all the videos to private and pretended like I'd never done it. And I just ignored it. And so now like Melinda, you know, she knew about that. And so she challenged me to, to get back into it, do it again, start over. I'm a better singer now. I have better recording equipment. Um, I have, I somehow have more time somehow. I don't understand how. Here's the other thing. I've also started making a vlog. (laughs) You know what it is? I will say that when you're about to have a kid, there's this weird vacuum that happens where you feel like you have more time, either A, because you know that you're not going to have as much time coming up. And so 
you start to notice all of that extra time that you have, or also you're preparing your life to not have that extra time and you're kind of prepared a little a little early and so you're waiting around for this kid to come in and so you've now built in all this extra time. That's what I think it is for me is that I know I'm not going to have time later, so I'm just I'm staying up late, I'm getting up early to make more time. Here's the thing. I started a Patreon, patreon.com slash Andrew Dunn, to motivate me to do this. Here's why it's an anti-plug. That Patreon has 10 patrons. The Media Lunch Break Patreon, which has been going for much longer. This is this thing's been around for one week. The Media Lunch Break one is like at least a year, I think. That has nine. So what I want to do is say, listen, motherfuckers, if you listen to this show... Give me, like, eat. I just need two people to give us one dollar because I want this to be more successful. The other thing is a hobby, and more people are paying for me to do a hobby. This I want to be my job. (laughs) I feel like, here's what I'm thinking about this. I'm trying to think what the one thing that actually differs between that project and this project is that might be dragging this one down. So both. let's analyze this. Both of them... Uh-huh. Both of them have you. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. Right. That, right it can't right. be that. Right, right, right. Of course. There's got to be something else, like another half to this. They both use microphones. They both use microphones. Recording right. equipment. Recording equipment. Internet capability. Yeah, they both use the same audio interface. I use Audacity for both. Right. My okay. same computer. So the tech's the same. You know what it is? You know what it is? Yeah. You're using a Mac to record. Uh... Fuck. <laughs> hmm. I think that's what it is. You think that's what it is? Mm-hmm. It couldn't be anything else? Nope. It couldn't, there couldn't be, there couldn't be like a, a more human factor to it? Uh, all right, I'm going to cut this bit off right at the head, and here's what I'm going to say. Okay. Let's have you sing on one of my songs and see if the Patreon number drops. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take that challenge up, actually not because I want the numbers to go up, but because I do want them to go down. I want to see if it's <laughs> if I'm so bad that it really does draw people away. That would be incredible. We'll do Louisiana by Randy Newman. It'll be oh, fine. I have to relearn that now. It's been it's been so long. Honestly, if you can relearn that song, I would love to do a video. I'd love to bring you over and like record you doing the piano and me singing over. I could it. probably yeah, we could probably. I would love that. I could relearn it pretty quick. Every time I start to kind of tinker with it, it kind of comes back. I just have to really get back into it. Yeah. All right. Last thing, I have seen th- three movies of note that I want to talk about very briefly. One of them. We will likely want to talk. Have you seen Star Wars yet? I did. That's why I contacted you. I was like, now I've seen it. Let's fucking record about this. So that's the first one. We'll talk about that in the next episode. I also saw Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I have not gotten a chance to see this, but I've heard great things about it. My God, it is such a work of art. Right, right. I've heard nothing but amazing things. I also saw A Quiet Place. Oh, the first one. Yes. Because the se- Why did I say the, first? the second one hasn't come out? Uh, sorry, I said the first one because the, the trailer for the second one has just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and sometimes released. I get like screenings to future movies or whatever, but this time it was just. The, I saw that and I, I really wanted to see the first one. I love John Krasinski and like 
it, it, that was such a good movie. It's great. It's really phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, it is one of those movies that proves you can do a lot with a little. And it's a great counterpoint to Bird Box. I have not seen Bird Box, but that's an interesting... Don't. Don't do it. I haven't heard that argument yet, but I could see what you're talking about. Yeah. it's. I mean, they're both... You can't use one of your senses. Right. Because there's a spooky thing. Right. And it's real good. And Bird right. Box is not very good. That's... That's incredible. That's yeah. I really love that movie. I, it's funny because I just watched the trailer for part two today, and I was gonna bring it up, and I was like, I don't think Andrew has seen it. I didn't even know if it would be kind of in your wheelhouse because we don't really talk horror a whole lot, and that doesn't really seem to be your genre. It's not. It's not really mine either. I will enjoy it every once in a while well, for but certain I would argue that a quiet place really isn't horror no I don't think it is it's more suspense which is a is a different thing yeah and I was I would even say um sci-fi thriller yeah I could yes I could definitely understand that Jim from the office has come a long way he really has and by that I mean that is one hell of a beard he can grow isn't I it I know that's exactly what I was it's thinking really of it's really incredible I mean really it's great phenomenal. I want him to keep going with it I, he should. He a hundred percent should. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I was gonna. There was something else I was gonna say. And I don't remember what it was now. I was gonna work it. Yeah. It's best if you don't anyway. I like the number of patrons that we have currently. So it's best if you just stop talking. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic, geek, and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and work off them Christmas cookies. My name is Chris Trebel. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. I ate so many cookies. You, I, me too, bud. Me too. Also, wait, hold on, listen to this. You hear that? Yeah. You know what that is? No. That is the bottle of whiskey that I was gifted for my birthday by some people from work, which I have just labeled Papa's Podcasting Juice. <laughs> what kind of whiskey? Uh, it's Maker's Mark. Oh, good choice. Very good choice. Uh, so I will be, uh, I'm going to go old school on this episode. And by that, I mean, I'm just going to get progressively more drunk as we go along. I'm a little jealous. I don't have any alcohol. I've had a couple drinks already. We went to a bar earlier. And now it's worked off? Yeah, probably. I, I had cider, you know, it, it, it oh. goes pretty quick. Cider has no more effect on me. I don't, I, it used to really do something for me. It has, I, I was drinking it all throughout the holiday and nothing nothing i'm really kind of disappointed yeah here it goes with your will to live Ooh, but this is starting to starting to hit right now all right let's get into this so andrew it has been a little bit and uh there's been some stuff that has gone on while we've been away uh so i got a i got a couple of different news from all across the spectrum i got a little marvel i got a little dc what do you want to start with the choice is yours marvel too bad i want to talk about ghostbusters Hey, Andrew, there was a new Ghostbusters trailer that came out. Did you see it? Did you see it? Did I you see it? I did. And in fact, we posted about it on Facebook somehow. I know. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I've been trying to post more on that. That's I was trying to get an early jump on like a, a New Year's Eve resolution 
um, that I had to take a break on before I saw Star Wars because let's be honest, <laughs> when Star Wars is out and I hadn't seen it, there's nothing worth posting about until that happens. So now I can get back onto it again. Um, but <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer, you saw it, I saw it. Uh, I'm curious on what you think on this. Is this good? Is this bad? Where are you on Ghostbusters? I, I know we've kind of talked about it in the past, but I don't know how big of a fan, if a fan at all, you are of this franchise. All right, so that's a lot of questions. For the trailer, I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to be as good as the Paul Fag one, but it looks okay. I'm I'm optimistic about it. I'm 100% ready to hang up on you for that comment. <laughs> I hate you so much. I thought you were going to say I'm 100% ready to hang you. Yeah, well, it could, I, well I'm going to hang up because I'm going to come over and hang you. That's fair enough. Yeah. I think it looks excellent. I think it looks fantastic. I think it's it's clearly influenced by Stranger Things, which is a good choice. I'm not sure how I feel about Finn Wolfhard being in literally every movie that has a child, but that's fine. He's a good actor. Yeah. I thought the Egon twist was extremely obvious like as soon as i saw that kid i was like that kid looks like egon spangler right right it's a great homage to an actor and writer that when harold ramus passed like i i remember being like super distraught and i could not find a person to tell because no one knew who he was yeah and like i could be like oh he was egon spangler in ghostbusters but everyone was like okay what else has he done like that's cool but like it's not like Brad Pitt died, who was in a million things, you know? Right. He is really only well known for, like, a handful of things, but they are things that were may, had a domino effect on every major, I don't even want to say comedies, but, like, any film that rides the line between drama and comedy, he had a hand in. Like, even if it was ethereally. Yes, he, it, his career definitely has this interesting dovetail where you can trace a lot of other things back to him. I mean, his we're going to just go, go on, off a, on a tangent on Harold Ramis right now, which is fine by me. But on top of being in Ghostbusters, being in Stripes, which is another great movie if you've never seen oh, it. Stripes. I literally just showed, after we watched Ghostbuster, the Ghostbusters trailer, I was like, oh man, you know, that I, I could tell because she looks just like Harold Ramis that she was going to be related to Egon in some way. And I turned to Melinda and I was like, have you ever seen the movie Stripes? And she was like, no. And I brought up the scene where they are late to their like final exam for the, oh, for it's the brilliant. army. Where <laughs> Bill Murray's just like spitting out like random random tongue twisters while yeah. they're marching and like spinning rifles. Yeah. It's so I good. mean, him in that classroom at the beginning of the movie and he just ends up by the end of that teaching them do what did he? It's so great. Yeah. But um, so that, and that's just him acting. Like those are two, uh, you know, Ghostbusters one and two and then Stripes are just the stuff he was in front of the camera. He actually had a bigger impact behind the camera. Uh, he was a, he was a co-writer of, Ghostbusters 1 and 2. He and he really actually helped shape that movie into what we know it to be. Before it was really something different when Dan Aykroyd came up with the original premise. He was a writer on SCTV and Second City. He was actually the editor of Play, uh, not the editor. No, he was an editor at Playboy at one point <laughs> before he got started in show business and then he directed things like Caddyshack. Yep. Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a hand in uh, in Animal House. Back to school. B- yes, I, I, like 
all of these comedies from the 70s and 80s and 90s that people adore do not realize that they were Harold Ramis's work. You know what's interesting? If you go to his Wikipedia, they have one section of like a list of everything he's acted in and they have another section of like it's it's just called film, like under filmography there's acting roles and then there's film and it's broken up like like an Excel spreadsheet and it's got the year, the title, director, writer, producer, and then notes. And under director, writer, producer, each one of those is a column. And it says either no or yes, because there were so many where he was like director, writer, not producer, producer and writer, director and writer, director and producer. <laughs> right. Where he, yeah, he wore different hats. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's really just incredible his hand in that. And so it kind of makes sense that he would be the one to kind of base this new generation around. You're right about Finn Wolford. I, I worry. I like him a lot. I think he's a really great actor. Uh, I think his, I think he has terrible agents and managers because they are just going to burn him out real quick. He's got to be in school at the same time as this is going on too, right? Well, not just, not just the, um, the idea that he's, not just the idea that that he's working a lot; it's the type of movies they're putting him in. That, that it's all Stranger Things, it Ghostbusters. It's all these like sci-fi things where he plays the young kid. And I'm like, do you think he's gonna get uh, cornered? Yeah, he's gonna get cornered, gonna and get, then nobody's uh, gonna be able to see him. Once we move on from this type of entertainment, you think he's he? There's a potential that he could be pigeonholed into that. And there's sort gonna of be no off. place for him. Yeah, that's a good call. I, however, think that this is a brilliant trailer i like it because it's not as heavy on comedy which i think is good because i think if you were to try and and this is one of the faults of the all-female reboot is that that was a comedy that well kind of because what you're doing is ghostbusters is a very specific type of comedy and it was something that so like not to interrupt you but like what i mean by that is like straight up there is nothing other than like there's there's clearly a guy going mm, not enough jokes per minute in the Paul Feig one, right? Like they're just like going and going and going and laughs a minute, laughs a minute, keep it going, keep it going. Whereas the like Ghostbusters was all about telling a story, and they happen to have funny people doing it. Yes, exactly, and it feels much more organic. Um, and I think this is the better way to go because Jason Reitman can be funny. He's directed things like Thank You for Smoking and Juno and things like that. But he is the same vein as his father. The comedy comes from an organic place. When it happens, it happens. And when it doesn't, it doesn't. And I think then you don't, when you take it more in a, I don't want to say a dramatic direction, but when you take it more in a different direction and don't try and rely on getting laughs all the time, it doesn't feel like I'm going to hold this up in comparison to the original because there is no way to do that. That is a horrible mistake to try and do. Humor is changing and it's, it's, that's no difference. Like humor has been changing forever since humor was created. But like, you know, we talked about the Joker and how, um, Todd Phillips, is that who it was who directed the Joker? That he, he, you know, was like, oh, well, I did the Joker because, you know, no one laughs at, you know, it's so PC now. No one finds anything funny. And it's like, no, comedy's just changing, right? So, like, back in the the 70s, we had Animal House. And Animal House is clearly just a joke a minute movie. Joke a second, maybe. Like, you know, it's, it's going for humor. There's no story there. It's a story about a bunch of idiots. You shouldn't like any of them, and they get what they want. And that's the end of the story. And it's all about the humor. 
Um, that was funny when people were stoned out of their fucking minds. It's not anymore. And that's what the latest Ghostbusters was, the Paul Feig one. It just doesn't work anymore. If there isn't a story in your comedy, it doesn't hold up. You have to have a story told by a good storyteller and then put jokes in and have, you don't even necessarily have to add jokes. You can add people who are funny, which is what Ghostbusters did, right? Like all those people are really, really funny people. And that's what I think is like the greatest asset to this uh, I was going to call it a remake, but I guess this continuation of the story is they got fucking Paul Rudd. He is such a good guy to put in this because he has that same feel as like a Bill Murray or a Dan Aykroyd who you can stick into a normal movie and he's just kind of funny. Yeah, he can swing between drama and comedy really easily in the same scene. He can turn and it's not it doesn't look like he's turned on a switch. It's just the way he can kind of live in that moment of a scene and turn it from comedy to drama to comedy to drama, depending on on just the line, um, and depending on on how the moment reads. I would also I, I would kind of counter with what you said about Animal House, and and just say this that I don't think it's so much like I I think Animal House can still be considered funny, but it's because you have basically that type of movie is similar to what like the Judd Apatow movies really do well which is it's basically like a series of sketches that are kind of with a thin through line to it you know what i mean and that's a specific type of movie that you can do that being said ghostbusters the plot and premise of ghostbusters something that kind of i don't want to say deep but it is really meta like you got to think about it it's the idea of like a group of guys not just getting together and putting together a business. There's a whole parapsychology to it that has to, uh, there's a whole actual science to this that you have to have underlying that makes sense. Beyond that, like, okay, it's great that there's like a, like a universe and that there's like, edu- like you need scientific education to be able to understand it. And like Dan Aykroyd is really good at all that stuff. And he can improv a million miles a minute of like the science and the engineering. But more importantly than that, is they they managed to do in Ghostbusters something very easy that a lot of people can't do, and I, it confounds me to no end. They did what Suicide Squad fucked up. They remade the Seven Samurai. They found they have four people who all have different, completely different personalities and specialties, and put them together in a way that makes them uh, the that the sum is greater than the parts. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, They all have their own unique individual specialties and they all come into play in this movie. Absolutely. And I think that what I was saying is that it doesn't work to do a series of sketches with something like that. Because every time in a new scene, you'd have to lay out the premise of like the whole science of what's going on. And, you know, you have these characters that are all different and they come together really well. But then you have to kind of set that up every single scene. Whereas if you're doing a movie the way that the original Ghostbusters turned out to be... There's such a strong through line through it. We don't need to reset ourselves every single scene. And that's what I think the Paul Feig movie failed, is that they tried to make basically a Judd Apatow version of Ghostbusters, and it doesn't work because you can't make a two to five minute sketch around parapsychology without spending half of the time re-explaining or uh, re-iterating what is going on as far as the basis of the whole movie. But this doesn't feel like that. This feels like there is a solid bedrock 
underneath what's going on. And then where the laughs are are going to be where the laughs are. And where the plot goes is where the plot goes. And the rest of the movie is going to be pretty solid. Speaking of plot, do you have any ideas? And then we'll move off of this because we've been talking about this for, I think, three days at this point. But any plot theories upon watching the trailer on where you think this is going to go? Anything you think they're going to include or not include or definitely include or Easter eggs that you noticed? Here's what I like. Here's a, no, 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 no. Nope, nope. We're just not even going to bother answering this. I, I'm going to move on for this. But here's what I like. Whenever I ask a question and there's a pause that is longer than three seconds, that means that that's not a good question. And you are in your mind thinking, what in the fuck is he talking about? No, I mean, uh, it's a good question. I, 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 I think you're either that or the three second pause is you watching the number of patrons we have diminish as we're recording. <laughs> no, the three seconds is me opening up the trailer to rewatch it. So I'll just go, um, for the next 30 seconds while I watch it. <laughs> no, I was thinking about it because I was like, look, do they even acknowledge the last movie? Like, do you remember the post credit scene that like Gozer the Gozerian or something or Zool or whoever? Oh, you mean the reboot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that they're even touching the reboot. Yeah, probably not. Because I was like, do they... I think it's not the same universe. I think you're probably right. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is like, is this going to be an extension? Like, is this a whole new story? Or is this going to be bringing back Zool from the first one? Or bringing back Vigo? I believe it's going to be bringing back Gozer. Because if you watch... First of all, there's a Paul of a hellhound on the car that Paul Rudd is in at one point. Uh. But also this is the Easter egg that I both love and hate that I found. I didn't find it. Somebody else found it. I saw a clip on YouTube about it. So I'm going to ruin it for everyone else. So you can join me in my misery. There's a brief snippet of them walking into an old mine and it's called Shandor Mining Company, which is the guy who designed Dana Barrett's apartment building. And the whole idea of why Dana Barrett's apartment building was a, a um, like a lightning rod for that energy was the type of metal it was made out of. Okay, that makes sense. You also asked me what these movies mean to me, and it's certainly not as much as it means to you. It was definitely something I watched all the time if it was on TV. I actually liked the second one better as a kid, but I've since rewatched them, and I, I just, I like them both equally. But what I more appreciated them for was they led me to a whole world of like the Saturday Night Live movies. The Blues Brothers is my favorite film. It has been for like 15 years. Is it really? Yeah, I literally... Can I confess something to you? I've never seen The Blues Brothers in its entirety. Oh, baby. We got to sit down. I have seen many, many scenes. I've, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of scenes I've caught portions of it when it's on tv but i've never actually sat down and watched it i'm gonna give you an option okay but then i'm not because i'm gonna take one of those options away uh <laughs> where so the option i was gonna give you is like you could watch it by yourself and then we watch it together and i talk through the whole thing basically as a commentary of like this scene cost this much money and this happened and this happened and this scene did this and this scene did that or we can watch it twice in a row, one time where we just watch it, and one time where I ruin it for you. Because I know everything about that movie. This is something that, like, a lot of people don't know about me. I shouldn't even put it out on the internet because it's weird. I slept with a body pillow of John Belushi. No, it's not true. This is, this is the thing. Uh, <laughs> I slept I, with the actual body of John Belushi. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I. So here's, here's the thing. From sophomore year 
of high school until I graduated. So like early sophomore year, basically three years straight, every morning while getting ready, I watched the Blues Brothers in its entirety. Wow. I may have broken a record. I've never thought to look First it up. First of all, I got to tell you, that just means it takes you a really long time to get ready no, in the I morning. Mean, here's the thing. Like, it would be on while I was... I'd turn it up, get in the shower, and then... You know what I mean? Like, uh, it would be on right. from me waking up to leaving for the bus every day. It took you an hour and a half to do all of that? Yeah, probably. I mean, I'd eat breakfast. Like, it. you know, it was a whole thing. I Now, not only am I find that admirable... But I'm also questioning my morning routine. <laughs> Maybe I'm not giving him enough time. Am I skipping a step in the morning? I don't know. I was. Where I, am I going wrong? I don't know. I was also in high school. I was very um, fit. <laughs> no, no, God. Put together. No, I well groomed. No, hang on. Washed. Self conscious. Ah. So I uh. would shave every day. I would put in. I would. <laughs> When you said shave every, I thought you were going to finish it with thing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I, sh- I would shave everything. <laughs> <laughs> I would oh, shave really? every inch. <laughs> every morning, I'd get up and take a razor to my entire body <laughs> surface. In front of the TV watching Blues Brothers. And I'd say, I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Groundhog Day, because really you, you, you brought up you brought up Groundhog Day, right? Okay. We were talking about Harold yeah. Ramis. Oh wait, wait! Before you go beyond this, I do want to say I'm going to raise you one, okay? Oh, and God. maybe we'll make this either a Patreon episode or video, a YouTube video, or something, or an actual episode of the podcast. I'm going to raise you one. Here's what I think we should do. I'm going to watch Blues Brothers on my own. And then I'm going to watch it once with you and you're going to talk through the entire movie. And then you're going to do the same thing with Ghostbusters. Oh, that sounds great. Because I also know pretty much everything about that movie as well. Oh, that sounds so exciting. Yeah, because we could make a we could make commentary. That's what I'm saying is that I think. Yeah, because usually when they do a, when people record a commentary, it's two people kind of going in with equal knowledge about the movie. Let's do this. Let's have you be the 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 expert the play-by-play and i'm gonna be the color commentator on blues brothers and then we'll switch roles for ghostbusters yeah that sounds great let's do it okay great let's do that all right so you brought up groundhog day when talking about harold ramus so much like punxatani phil known sex pest kevin spacey has made his annual appearance and emerged from his dungeon (laughs) in character in a video to kill us With kindness. And wish us a Merry Christmas. And scurry back into his hole in the ground after seeing his shadow. He did the same thing last year in his video, Let Me Be Frank. And I think he's starting to make this an annual routine. Maybe Spacey was inspired by the groundhog when he heard he lives in a place called Gobbler's Knob. (laughs) (laughs) This applause. Is for the greatest transition I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) You know what's really funny? That was just, I wrote that out at work that same way. It starts with, much like Punxsutawney film. This is, there is no way that that should have worked. I know, I agree. And yet, 
somehow you stuck the landing. Yeah, it, is I, it was really hard not to laugh through it. I spent way too much time working on that. There were so many jokes. Wow. Did you see his that new was, video? I did not. I saw that it was out, and much like your Patreon video, I watched a couple seconds and I was like, I know. <laughs> Much like my Patreon video, you watched a couple seconds and went, this is oddly sexual, and turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not comfortable with the feelings I'm having. <laughs> I saw that it was there, and then I was like, why does he, why? Why does he keep doing, here's the thing. Why does this keep happening? Here's the thing about these videos that I don't think he understands. And it's not actually that he's a horrible piece of scum of a human being, and that no one likes him and is ever going to respect him or admire him or even give him the time of day again because he's a piece of shit. It's the idea that, like, you were Frank Underwood like a few years ago, and now we've all moved on from the show. It's not even from you. That character isn't even relevant anymore. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Is it still on? It's not. It ended, I think, last year. I think it ended in 2018. Yeah. Maybe it was this past season. But the last season, I was kind he of wasn't... hoping that he'd come back as as his characters from other things. Like maybe he'd be the negotiator this year. Sure, absolutely. I mean, he should at least be Kaiser Sose. Spoiler alert. Um, but that's the thing is that maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way. But for me, that's the saddest part of all of these videos. And so I'm like, dude, this character isn't even relevant anymore. You're not gaining any points, not because you're a piece of shit even though you are. Right, yeah. It's because this doesn't even make sense anymore. It doesn't It doesn't play at all. No, half the people are going to kind of move, like forget that that's what this character was popular for. You were living, it's very clearly a statement that he is living in his own bubble. And this is, again, one of those, one of those celebrities that like has all of his own people around him. And they're going, oh yeah, this will this will play great. Everybody loves this. This will be this will be fantastic. And no one is going. You know, this reference is you know three years old at the at the latest. I see what you're saying. It'd be a lot like if Cosby all of a sudden released a YouTube video from prison of him being like the Jello and the Kodak film, and you'd be like, what are you doing? This is such an old bit. Yeah. What are you talking about? No one even understands the bit anymore. It's right. not just. Or, or I was going to say alternatively, if oj simpson started releasing videos of him like running touchdowns you'd yeah. be like was he a football like most of america would be like is he a football player? what did he play football is that what he did you know yeah, i thought he was just the commentator on monday night yeah right yeah it's the same thing it, <laughs> it'd be it like, doesn't i thought mean... he was just the guy who murdered that woman and then it turned out he didn't because you know his hand was kind of big right it's just it's one of those things where i'm like this is just sad at this point yeah and it's yeah it almost it doesn't it doesn't but it almost makes me feel sorry for him not in a way that i would be like oh well i excuse him for all of his crimes right right but, no i see what you mean if he wasn't a harassment beehive then like yeah you'd feel sorry for him right you'd be like what are you doing man exactly because i'm just like you just don't get that time has moved on from that that this is no longer you're no longer relevant anymore i'm also like i'm sorry man did you did you not make enough money like disappear into the sunset exactly there's a you know and i'm not against i'm never against anyone 
being able to come back and be, I don't want to say redeemed. Here's how I'll word it for you before you step yourself into any deeper of the mud. Please do. Because I, I can feel myself like just wading into the swamp. This is how I would word it. There is a possibility that a time may come in the future when it is okay and acceptable for you to come back into the limelight, but that is up to the people as a society. Absolutely. And not up to you. Absolutely. And you should not... This is a lot like so, like a like a significant other saying, hey, you know what? I really need some space. I need some time. And you're like, yeah, sure. I'll just call you every week to check in and see if you've had enough space and time. Right, right. <laughs> well, it's kind of... I That's mean, what this is like. It's one of those things like... I mean, it is kind of like the Mel Gibson thing where... He right. He was huge. He was a huge star. Then all of these horrible things came out about him, and he went away. Yeah, like he didn't make. He didn't really make any. He made some like independent movies and smaller movies that were directed video and things like that. But he, he was mostly blacklisted. But for the most part, he went away, and he took. And then he came back, and he did. And he came out, and he was like, "Yeah, I mean, I did. he didn't like run from what he did." He was just like, yeah, it happened, and now I'm back. I'm I'm just gonna keep on going, and I'm gonna come back. And that, and then he was nominated for an Oscar again, and it was he's kind of back into it. And it's totally like some people still don't forgive him. That's totally fine. It's yeah, you know, it's whatever. I, I don't, I'm not some, on board yet. I know you don't. Uh, we've I know we've had this discussion before, and I'm like, that's fine. I totally get if you don't. I totally get if you're like, all right, times times moved on. It's you know we don't need to hold this thing forever. Um, and there is there is a time and a space when uh, this would be a much longer period of time, um, but there is a time and a space when you can, for lack of a better word, tastefully come back and try and come back, like you said, come back into the limelight. But this is not the way to do it because you're just constantly reminding people, A, oh, he's a horrible human being. And every time you come back every year, they're like, oh, wait, no, uh, let me take your uh, internal reading. Nope, still still hate him. And B, you're just looking like well, also, you, have, you don't you get it. You are showing us a portrayal of a terrible human being. Why would you continue to be this awful dude? A hundred percent. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> yes, please do. Todd Phillips has said that he would be interested in seeing what Batman would look like in the Gotham City uh, created in the Joker movie. Um, now here's the thing. He was doing an interview with, I believe it was, I think it was Variety, uh, and he said he has no inter- he has no intention of making him in making it himself. Yeah, I he would bet. just be interested in seeing it. Uh, but he would be interested in seeing what that Batman would, what type of Batman that Gotham City would make. Yeah, just like he had no interest in making a sequel, and now he's like, well, there could be a sequel. First of all, let me just ask this simple question would you be interested in seeing that batman i mean fuck sure (laughs) sure you know yeah maybe like i'm still on the like i don't know was the joker good maybe i i don't know you know like eh, you know what i mean yeah that's the thing is i don't know if i'm really that interested if the joker had been better you hated the first one i really did not like it and i think that's partially why i i wouldn't because the thing is, I feel like the the Joker in this world, or excuse me, the Batman in this Gotham City would be kind of as lackluster as the Joker. So I'm watching two kind of average characters duke it out. Well, it's funny too because my thinking was, I mean, we talked about this ad nauseum on our Joker uh, review, but to me, we already have this movie, and it's the 1989 Batman movie, like his 
parents were killed by a guy who became the Joker. And like, that's what this is to me, you know, like there's a guy in a Joker mask killing his parents and then running away. And like, to me, that's what that is. It's a continuation of that story. I thought that was the point, but they've been saying it wasn't really. So I don't know. Let me just pose this quick question to you and then we'll get on a 20 minute tangent and then we'll move on from it. Are there any directors? So he, cause he said he would not be interested in directing this, but he would be interested in seeing it. Are there any directors you could think of? that would actually that that you could think of that would actually maybe play well in this world to make a Batman movie? It's so difficult because we've had so many Batman movies. Like I was literally about to be like Christopher Nolan and then I'm like, can't we just say the Batman Beyond version is this is this version? Like what I don't really understand what would be horribly different. Like both of them are horrible cesspools of violence, and that is the reason that Batman is created. You know? Like, what is really different about this 20 years from now? I Oh, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that Batman Beyond version, the fact if this was the Joker and then just... Begins. Sorry, I meant begins. <laughs> I actually think it would be more interesting if maybe if we skip Bruce Wayne. Got it. And then the Batman Beyond version is the Batman. We I just get. get those two mixed up. I don't know why, but the that's what I meant. Is it's that the like, alliteration? Is it, yeah, it is. Is it so different though? Is this world like it's so entitled for Todd Phillips to be like, well, I've created this totally different Gotham. No, you haven't. No, it's still just a cesspool of idiots breaking shit and killing people. It's the same world. It's no different from Batman Returns, the book, the comic. It's no different from any other version of Gotham that we have seen before. Right. Fair. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on from this. What, what, el- what else you got? Yeah, all right. It's about time. I don't want to talk about the Joker movie anymore. So uh, could you like the Joker movie any less? Um, Wait, hold that thought. Because the writers originally wanted Joker to kill Bruce Wayne. <laughs> so Kevin Smith explained that somebody who works in the business told him an alternate final scene had Fleck in the mental hospital, but after Fleck says, I was just thinking of something funny, instead of killing the psychiatrist, the film jumps to a flashback of Thomas and Martha Wayne being murdered, but this time, we see them murdered by Arthur Fleck. The scene would have shown Bruce Wayne crying in the alley next to his dead parents, but as Arthur walks away from the horrific murder scene, he would have stopped, looked back, shrugged, and then shot Bruce Wayne. The film would then immediately cut to credits. That was the original idea for how it would end. I'll be honest with you. The only thing I hate about that is that that would be the very last second of the movie because I would... Well, it's still so pretentious. Well, yes, it it very much is still, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. Aren't I artistic? Look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah, look how different I'm making this. Yes, but that being said, it would be a very interesting movie and it would turn it on its head because for casual comic fans or people who aren't comic fans at all that that got pulled into this by their boyfriends <laughs> it would st- it would be an interesting event to watch for the people who are comic fans that are watching this it would also be interesting because then it turns the whole movie in on its head and you really don't know where it's going from there i was going to say is there a storyline in the comics where that cuz it's similar to flashpoint but not it's quite. similar to flashpoint but that's the closest that it comes to uh, that i can think of but that would that the only like I said the only thing that I would hate about that is that that would be the last second of the movie because once that happens I would go I want to live in this world for a little bit because I want to see now where this is going because now we have a character 
theoretically, that is going to turn into a character I very much know, which is the Joker. But we know now that there is no repercussions to it. There's no Batman that's going to come in the future to stop him. So what does that look like? I would be interested in living in that world for a little while. But if it just goes to black, that would probably piss me off even more. Because I'm like, you made the most interesting thing the last second of the movie. And now you wasted my time getting to this. And you don't let me... You don't show me any of that, which is the most interesting thing. I would be interested in seeing that movie. So this is the last thing I got. New Mutants. Yeah, we're back to this, baby. <laughs> um, new, new Mutants is going to be released on April 3rd in the U.S. I think it's April 8th internationally uh, with Josh Boone's original cut. So for those of you who are forgetting the entire storyline, I'll lay it back out on you. So originally the New Mutants was going to come out directed by Josh Boone. It was a movie that everyone said was a horror movie set in the X-Men universe. And then it was delayed. And then it was said to have massive reshoots because Fox was unhappy about it. Then it was said to be released. They released a trailer for it. Then Fox was bought by Disney. Then Disney saw it. Disney hated it. Disney took it off the shelf. And then no one knew it was going to see the light of day, if it was going to get released theatrically, if it was going to be quietly put on Disney Plus at some point, um, if it was ever going to be shown at all. And now, according to Josh, Josh Boone, someone asked him about it on Twitter. It has been said that it's going to come out April 3rd and that it is not going to be the massive reshoot cut that people purported that it is the original cut that Josh Boone did of the movie. Uh, Someone asked him about it. He said, they said, is it going to be the original or is it going to be the reshoot? And he said, I wouldn't be promoting this if it wasn't the original. So the question is, do we still care? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm like. Is this because like, I don't know. What else has he done? Is he a good, is he good? Uh, he directed The Fault in the Stars. And actually looking at his IMDb page, that's pretty much the only thing he's directed. He's apparently directed, he directed obviously The New Moons. He's apparently directing The Stand, which is the the um, Stephen King. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. So I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't know who this person is. I don't like, here's the thing is that like, okay, we have this tendency to believe that like production interference is a bad thing. Right. But like production interference is the reason we fucking got a new hope and Empire Strikes Back. And in fact, 100% when the producers stepped away from those films, that's when we got the original trilogy and a little bit of like the worst parts of Return of the Jedi. So like, I, I don't know, like sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's good. Preach. I have no reason to believe that one would be better than the other, you know. Sing it, sister. <laughs> because, like, here's the other thing. Keep going. I'm going. So from the, like, the alternate perspective, though, is that, like, are there really people out there who think the Snyder Cut of Justice League is going to be any better than what we got? Uh-huh. The dude who made every other DC film. Keep that it going, gotten, baby. Including Batman versus goddamn Superman. Keep like, on a rolling, baby. I'm cheering you on. Keep going. That's all I have. Well, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Yeah, I don't care. I 100%. Half the movies that we've been talking about, like uh, one of, uh, in fact, to, go, to bring the whole conversation back full circle, Ghostbusters was partially made because of not massive amounts of studio interference, but a lot of 
parts of the studio going, you got to fix this and this and this and this. None of this makes sense. This doesn't work. Well, I remember Dan Aykroyd saying um, the first, I think it was about Ghostbusters, that he had never like worked on that. Like he and Harold Ramis worked on this film together and they hadn't really had a lot of experience. So they just wrote this story out and it was like 800 pages. And the studio was like, it can't be that long. The original movie was about ghost hunters that traveled through space and time and it was just too, it was like a it was something that ridiculous and the reason they Can brought get, in you know how there's a comic book of a new hope that's the original like the uh, yeah george lucas yes. version like idea yes. for it can we get that yeah. please for ghostbusters it would be incredible yeah but it was just but one of the reasons that harold ramus himself was brought in is because ivan reitman read the script and he's like Listen, I like the idea of like these three guys starting a business. And that's like that was the uh, the one germ of the entire script that he liked. And then he was like, <laughs> "Let's do that." And I'm going to bring in Harold Ramis and he's going to help craft this into something and center it in. And Harold Ramis looked at all this listen, crap. Listen, s- save it for the commentary. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, the studio interference things like that is not always a bad thing. Also, reshoots are not always a bad thing either. There's a reason sometimes there are reshoots. Sometimes it's technical, sometimes it is story-wise. And sometimes, yeah, it's to make the film more marketable, which to be honest with you, it's going to sometimes ends up making it more entertaining, and I'm sorry, but sometimes that's what a movie is supposed to just be. And that's okay. Yeah, well, and also, like, it will never be more important to a studio to make a movie entertaining than to make it marketable. Exactly. Like, it has to make money. Right. Right. A hundred percent. That's all I have to say about that. I have two things. I've got a quick thing, and I've got a longer thing. So I'm going to do the quick one, and then we can talk about the longer one. You ready? Both of these are analogies for your penis. (laughs) Somebody post bail for TJ Miller because Ryan Reynolds just confirmed he and Marvel are working on Deadpool 3 together. Great. No for bail. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure we don't need TJ Miller in the Deadpool movies because I forgot he was in them. Yeah. Do you think they replace him and don't say anything about it? Like just how funny would it be to get like Rob Lowe as Weasel? That see, that would be really Oh no no. Oh no no no. Here's what you do. Oh my god, I can't believe I oh, this is so brilliant. I need to get in touch with Ryan Reynolds right now and give him this idea. E- you have two options. You either get Don Cheadle or Mark Ruffalo. Oh, that's really good. And you never mention that they're different. That's really good. <laughs> I, I, I actually thought you were to go like, what you do is you just get someone like Kevin Spacey in there and you just replace one creepo with another creepo uh-huh. and just go from there. Yeah, that's a good but idea. But I like your idea better. Or like maybe Betty White. Yes. Oh, that would be brilliant. Yeah, I think I totally forgot about the damn character. I don't, he doesn't. Do I mean he's he's kind of just like there. He doesn't. I don't think he plays. He's there for him. jokes. Yeah, he's there for jokes. Which let's be honest, like we're all the jokes that we remember aren't weasels. They're all Deadpool's anyway. So just get rid of him. Who gives a shit? War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. And Kelly Marie Tran was cut from the Rise of Skywalker because writers needed quote one of the principals who we love quote to stay with Leia at the Rebel base. This is according to writer Chris Terrio. Uh, As the process evolved, this is what the report said, a few scenes we'd written with Rose and Leia 
uh, turned out to not meet the standard of photorealism that we'd hoped for, those scenes unfortunately fell out of the film. So let me ask you this nuanced question. How much bullshit is this? Oh, that's a lot of bullshit. That's a lot. I mean, we'll probably we'll get into this in the next episode, but that is a lot of bullshit right there. That I think they have a character again. We'll get into this in the next episode, but I think they have a character they don't know what to do with. There was an it was a weird character, not a weird character, but an extra character. It was a holdover from the last movie, and they're like, we got to do something with this because she fucking kissed one of our main characters. So you have to address that, but we don't know what to do with her, and she serves no purpose. But we got to keep her in the movie because otherwise, we're gonna be accused of cutting out the Asian person. <laughs> and I, it's a whole lot of horseshit. Yeah. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. All right. I think we did it. I think that is it. That I think that's all we have to do. Oh, wait. One more thing. Uh, hey, Andrew. What? Hey, Andrew. What? Hey, Andrew. What? Hey, Andrew. What? Where can they find us? They can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, or SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can also find us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break, Patreon.com slash The Media Lunch Break. If you feel like giving us money, we need at least one more to tie with my personal patrons. They're great people, and you guys are great people, and I want you to beat the shit out of them figuratively with your money uh you can email us at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com you can go onto our website which is www.themedialunchbreak.com thank you julie who was our earliest patron uh we still love you thanks julie and uh and that's it that's it that's it we finally did a thing in 2020 bitches yeah 2020 vision bitches yeah what have you done in 2020 nothing what have we done in 2020 Something slightly more than nothing, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, all right. That's it. We're going to talk about Rise of the Skywalker. I almost said Return of the Jedi. I almost said Return of the Skywalker. Rise of the Jedi, whatever. Revenge of the something. something. Return of the Last Jedi Awakens. Yes. All right. Thanks so much for everything. And this is the end of the episode. So this is where I drone on and on until I figure out if I can hit the stop button or not. Yay! No! Don't do it yet. Why? Give me one good reason why I shouldn't do this yet. The pipes in the basement of my apartment are broken, so I can't use the bathroom for at least the next 12 hours. Well, that's a problem. That's definitely for you. That's an emergency. Shit in a bush. I don't know what to tell you. I can use the sink, so I'm thinking there's a solution here. Yeah, there's a trade-off here. You're get, they'll fix the pipes for the bathroom, and then they'll just have to come around and fix the pipes for the kitchen. It's just how it goes.